Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Yo, yo, welcome to another post-game edition of the Forum Club. I'm your host, Yovan Buha, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic. And the Lakers defeated the Denver Nuggets 93-89 to on Monday night to improve to 37-28, and 18-15 at Staples Center, and jump up from the 6th seed to the 5th seed. And I have to say, what a... 24 to 48 hour period for the Lakers uh, as Bill Orem, my colleague, uh, wrote a couple of times and, and I wrote one of them uh, you know, with him as well. Like It felt like Sunday night was the nadir of the Lakers season, right? Where um, it, it just, it felt like the lowest point and Anthony Davis said as much after the, the Raptors loss where that was the, the sixth loss for the Lakers in seven games. Uh, they, they'd lost three in a row uh, on, on the front end, and then they, they beat the Magic, basically a G League team, and then lost three in a row on the back end. They were 0-2 with LeBron back in the lineup, 1-5 uh, with AD back in the lineup, and it just felt like things were spiraling. And, you know, just... That that comfort, I felt like there was almost a blanket. Or, or, there's been a blanket around the Lakers this season, you know, metaphorically, uh, where it's just been like, okay, let's just get LeBron and AD back healthy, and you know, at it was kind of like the beginning of the season. It's like, okay, let's just get to the playoffs. As long as we can preserve LeBron and AD, keep those guys healthy, we'll be fine. Then AD gets injured, then LeBron gets injured, and then it's like, okay, let's just you know throw seating out the window. Just got to get in the playoffs and get those guys back healthy, get them acclimated, and we'll, we'll take our chances against whoever we face in the West, whoever we face in the East, like, you know, we, we like our chances. Uh, and I, I felt like that blanket was kind of ripped off within the last, like, week or so, where it was just like, this, like, you know, there's no assurance that Anthony Davis is going to be Anthony Davis come playoff time. And and with, with LeBron and, and him saying his ankles, uh, you know, gonna he's never gonna be 100 again, and uh, with, with just some of his physical limitations you saw in those two games, and and the fact that they lost both games and, and both games against lottery teams, and, and not just lottery teams, teams not even in the play-in. You know, right now uh, Sacramento's outside the play-in, uh, Toronto's outside the play-in, and, and Toronto was depleted. They, they were missing half the rotation. You know, no Fred VanVleet, OG Ananobi, Aaron Baines. Um, who who else am I? I know there's there's one other. Uh, oh, uh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. So I mean, it was just like that was a. I mean, those are two bad losses. There's really no other way to spin it. Even without you know, you can make the case even without LeBron or with LeBron going down, like that was a bad loss. So I think that there was a a a reckoning and a a a you know the Lakers backs have been against the the proverbial wall for a while now, but. To come out and and have this type of performance against Denver 
a Denver team that was nine and one since Jamal Murray's injury, a Denver team that was absolutely rolling a Den- you know, over that stretch, number one offense in the league. Um, Nikola Jokic, of course, is the the favorite for MVP right now. Uh, you know, most likely going to win it, probably in a landslide. Uh, and you know, a Denver team that the Lakers might face in round one. You know, right now they're, they're matched up. Uh, they're at five. The, the Clippers are at four. So the, they're, they're matched up with the Clippers, which <laughs> what, what a first round that would be. But, uh, you know, right now it's it's looking like Denver or the Clippers for the Lakers. Uh, they, they could technically slip to seven and maybe in the play-in. And who knows at that point, are they seven? Are they eight? Maybe they're playing Utah or Phoenix. Like We, we don't know. But I, I think most likely they're going to be five or six. They're going to play the Clippers or the Nuggets. And this type of showing tonight, I, I think, was was encouraging with just everything they were dealing with, a back-to-back. They, they could have easily uh, you know, folded and, and, and gone home and, and just given up. And Frank Vogel said it before the game, like, we're not going to go down without a fight. And I, I know that there's been a lot of that type of talk from this team recently, and they haven't backed it up. But tonight they backed it up. And I don't know if we, we want to call this the AD game. I don't know if we want to call this the Marcus Soul game. I don't know if we want to call this the, the Wes Matthews game because he hit some really big shots here. Uh, I'm pulling up the box score to to get into it. Uh, but Anthony Davis, let's start with him. A team high 25 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, including the game ceiling block on uh, Composito's three. And... I thought that this was the best AD has looked since his return. This was the closest he's looked to the early season version of AD. Still not fully himself. You know, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, But just overall, uh, you know, still some turnover issues, some some shot selection issues, I would say. But, you know, the 25 points were encouraging. Uh, The three blocks, he was a game changer defensively, made, made some really crucial plays on that end. Seven free throw attempts is encouraging. You like to see him getting to the free throw line. And nine of 19 shooting, you know, a tick under 50%. You will take that with AD and and the way he has been shooting lately. He'd been shooting 39% heading into this game, uh, you know, since he had returned from injury. So I thought overall AD was the, the best player in this game for, you know, solid stretches of it. And that is saying something with, Nikola Jokic and, and the way he's playing. And, uh, you know, he had a game high 32 points, nine rebounds, five assists, but he did so in 12 of 28 shooting. And it was not the most efficient um, tonight in terms of at least his shooting. So I think for AD to have the game that he had to hit that, uh, you know, bucket to, to give the team a 91 87 lead uh, that, that kind of gave them that breathing room at the end. And then to have the game ceiling block on on Compazzo, like it's just this was a a vintage AD performance, and it was much needed, you know. And and you know you just look at the twenty five and seven and three blocks, like okay, it's that's what AD does, and and that's what he does, right? But he has not been doing that lately, right? And and um, I think the the quality of opponent mattered too because he's put up some numbers, but it's mainly been a, against lottery competition, and you know the the Wizards or the Magic or uh, you know the Kings or the Raptors, like those are lottery teams. You know this is a legit team. This is a you know three seed in the West team. The Lakers might face in round one. So for AD to do that, and I know Denver's not the best defensively, and he's going to have a, a advantage against 
Aaron Gordon or, or Nikola Jokic or Jermichael Green, whoever they throw at him, he has a major advantage against that player. But it was still nice to see AD execute, take advantage of it, and start to look more like himself. And I think it wasn't just like making shots and, and, and taking more shots. It was actually being more decisive and, and assertive. And, and the way uh, you know the Lakers running some of those four or five pick and rolls, uh, just, just giving AD proper spacing. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Speaking of the spacing, I think it's a nice time to get into Marcus Gasol, who to me was the MVP of the game, the most important, most impactful player of the game, finished a team high and game high, plus 17 in his 17 minutes, and Mark had not really been playing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pulling it up, but Mark had played, uh, he had not played, rather, uh, well, this version of the box score doesn't show me. Uh, this is great. It doesn't it doesn't show me uh, the, the games he missed? But I'm about to pull that up right now. But Mark, I mean, we, you guys know, like Mark has not been playing, um, and and it's not just been like he's been collecting DNPs. So I I, I want to be accurate here, and uh, I probably should have this pulled up. But so he had not he didn't play in the Toronto game. Uh, he did play in the Sacramento game for eight minutes. And before that, he had not played in the previous five games, uh, played the Boston game, played the New York game, didn't play the Charlotte game. So looking at it, three, uh, eight, nine. Mark hadn't played in nine of the last 12 games. And in, you know, or not, not in the last 13. And in two of those four, he played eight or fewer minutes. So Mark has not been playing much recently you know especially since the addition of Andre Drummond he's been the third center and I thought tonight I've been saying it on this podcast I've been writing about it like I think Marcus Sol should be the backup center and yes I guess if we are playing the game that someone has to sit I think it should be Montrez Harrell and I know that's a tough pill to swallow it's a sixth man of the year he's a very good bench scorer he's been a key contributor you know one of the most consistent Lakers all season a guy who brings it every night brings energy every night you know hustles does the little things but I think really there's more of a conversation of like Andre Drummond versus Montrez Harrell and like that being more of a debate but I think you can't debate it anymore in my opinion like Marcus Soul deserves to play and I think part of it has been Marcus Soul has stepped up since Andre Drummond showed up you know I think that kind of lit a fire under him and he's sort of not fully you know acknowledged that but danced around it a little bit and kind of admitted like yeah I've been playing better since Drummond's been there and I think that tonight was just another example of what Marcus Soule can do and I think this was more of a matchup thing than anything where I think Mark maybe looked a little better than 
he even has recently just because of the matchup and going up with another paint bound, really two paint bounds. Well, I don't want to call Jokic a paint bound center, but but he's somewhat of a paint bound center defensively, you know, not offensively, of course, but going up against two guys who would rather be close to the rim and not leave the paint in Jokic and JaVale McGee, like that plays into Mark's hands offensively where he's open for three. He had three threes. Uh, you know, he he's setting screens for guys, creating open shots for guys, facilitating, finding cutters, throwing outlet passes, um, you know, pin downs, uh, uh, you know, uh, handoffs like DHOs. Like it's just Mark can do so many things that Andre Drummond and, and Montrezl Harrell just can't do. And, and then defensively, uh, you know, I thought really locked up Jokic, play, played really well against him and. There were some tough shots that Jokic hit and, and, you know, a couple fouls drawn. But for the most part, he played him as well as you can play him, you know, reasonably, unless you're like a, a Joel Embiid, Rudy Gobert type. And and Marcus Gasol is not that. I mean, he's not that anymore. He, you know, he's, he's a notch or two below those guys. But he's definitely the Lakers' best defensive center, you know, the non-AD. And I just think that he once again showed his value tonight where – it's just, I, I I feel like there's too much overlap and repetition with Andre Drummond and, and Montrezl Harrell. And um, I think we could get in, you know, we could have that conversation and, and uh, maybe we'll have that in the weekly episode of, of the Forum Club. But for me, it's like, you know, Marcus Gasol ne- needs to play. And I, I've been saying that um, I, I'm, I'm going to die on that hill where, you know, like, he, I mean, I think... I'll say like I'll say this. I I think he's better to. I mean, he's closer to being the Lakers' best center than he is to being their third best center. Like I I think he's clearly the second best at worst, but probably their best. I really think you can make that case. And I know there are some matchups where he doesn't look great. And I I think people with Mark for whatever reason, people have fixated on the the clips where he just gets torched in the pick and roll or someone drives and scores on him, or they're comparing him to his Memphis or or even Toronto, you know, that first year in Toronto, you know, self. And it's like, no, he's not that guy. He's not, he's not an all-star anymore. He's not a defensive player of the year anymore. Um, You know, he's, he's not that version of himself. And yes, he has limitations, especially in the modern, you know, the, the the way the game has evolved, the modern game, like five out uh, offenses are going to, are going to test him and, and test his, foot speed and agility and, and ability to rotate and he knows where to be but it's just a matter if he can physically be there and teams are going to target him in some instances and when if you have a blazing quick guard or wing you can target and attack him uh and and you know that wasn't really the case with denver i, I think it, it was a lot um you know if jamal murray were playing maybe this matchup would have looked you know, it certainly would have looked different, but maybe it would have looked different with Mark as well. Uh, but I think, you know, they, they don't really have that personnel that was really going to be attacking Mark off the dribble. And, you know, Mike, Michael Porter Jr. can do some of that. And, and he did do some of that tonight, not really against Mark, but, you know, he did attack the rim tonight. But for the most part, he is just a guy who, because of his size and length and, and shooting, he's just going to shoot over the top of you. And, and <laughs> some of the shots Michael Porter Jr., you know, takes and makes are just ridiculous. And, really just his ability to, to rise and be, I think in, in some ways, like some of the shots he takes are, are like Kevin Durant type shots. I'm, I'm in no way saying he's Kevin Durant or, or ever going to be close to that level. I'm just saying like 
that that unique blend of of size and a hot you know long arms a high release point a very unblockable shot for a wing Michael Porter Jr. is in a very rare class with that and I think we saw some of that tonight but um kind of point being like this was a a very pro mark matchup so I I do think we are seeing a a very pro mark matchup and and like kind of peak mark so I'm not going to say Mark's going to deliver this every single night and I do think there might be matchups where you do go Drummond, you do go Trez, or you just go, you know, 80 at the five. And, and that's really what I think the, the default should be. But I, I think Mark has continued to show that, especially with the second unit, and I, I think I made this point before, but I've kind of felt like the Lakers really had two backup centers this season in Mark and Trez. I think Drummond can start, but, you know, I'd almost, I think he, he's kind of borderline there. Uh, but the thing with Mark and Trez, it was just like, okay, well, you probably have two guys who are should be backup centers or, or, or better with the second unit, but one of them needs to start. And of course, it's going to be Mark. You know, Trez is more the bench guy between the two. Uh, but I felt like now with, with Drum, like we know Drummond's going to start. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it should be a competition between Drummond and, and Mark, but it's not going to be. Drummond is going to continue to start. You know, that was part of him coming to the Lakers and. Um, you know, for better or worse, like it just is what it is. He, he's going to continue to start. Lakers are really high on, on on him and AD and LeBron together, and like that's going to be the starting front court. So, you know, that's not changing. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. As far as the bench goes, like I just think Mark, with THT, with Keefe, with Kuz, with Alex, uh, with Wes, like he just makes all those guys better. Um, you know, the, He unlocks the transition game. He unlocks the, the half-court cutting and, and, and movement and, and shooting uh, he spaces the floor gives i think he's great for tht who all of a sudden has all this space to attack the rim when mark is out there spacing the floor versus a guy like trez or, or andre who are going to be in that dunker spot block spot elbow spot hanging around the paint below the free throw line uh where a guy like mark is going to be more around the the the, the arc so I think Mark, you know, and, and I, this has been a bit of a tangent here, but I think this is a, a long overdue conversation of Marcus Soul belongs in the Lakers rotation. And I, I frankly, I, I think he's almost, I don't want to say he's matchup proof, but 
I think he's he's I think there there are, are more bad Trez matchups than there are bad Mark matchups. And frankly, depending on how the Lakers playoff bracket uh, you know shakes out, it might be a situation where uh, like if they play Denver, Utah, and and that's the path. I think those are both Mark matchups and not Trez matchups. Like you know we we we've seen. And and Frank Vogel made it clear, like he was trying to go Drummond and Gasol against Nikola Jokic. He was not trying to play Montrezl Harrell against Nikola Jokic. Montrezl Harrell got benched in the entire second half of this game. And you know if they play Denver in round one, it, it's it's got to be Marcus Gasol, Andre Drummond, and Anthony Davis at center. Like those are your three centers. You're, you're finding you're you know, you're splitting the 48 minutes across those three. It's not Montrezl Harrell. Um, and JaVale McGee went at Trez and, and, and scored on him multiple times. And, like, um, I know JaVale has a, has a more skilled offensive game than, uh, you know, I think people give him credit for. And, and that comes with some things like turnovers and, and shots out of bounds and, and different stuff. But, um, you know, like, I, I don't love the McGee-Trez matchup, to, to be honest. So I think if they're playing Denver, it, it's got to be those three. And I think if they're playing Utah, it's got to be those three. Like, I think I, I, I've said this earlier in the season, but like, I mean, of course, Rudy Gobert is a bad matchup for Trez, but I saw last year covering the, the Clippers in New Orleans, Derek Favors hung a 2020 largely against Trez. And it was just like, he just destroyed him. And I don't think Derek Favors versus Trez is a favorable matchup for the Lakers. So I, I just, excuse me as I'm, I'm, I'm gasping here. Um, I, I just... I think tonight was it was really eye opening and just a reminder that Marcus Soul, um, like you you look at the starting five, the starting five is locked in place. I think Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, those are your your top seven guys. I think right there at eight, it should be Marcus Soul. I, I think he sh- he should be the eighth guy on the team. He should be getting the backup center minutes, you know, fifteen to eighteen minutes a night, and in in nights you know matchups like tonight. He closed the game, you know, and, and uh, was, a, again, a plus 17 in 17 minutes. And, and when you think about that, that means the Lakers were minus 13 in the 31 minutes he sat. All minutes that were going to, you know, basically Andre Drummond and Montrose Harrell, a little bit of 80 at the five there. But I, I, I think Mark made his case. Um, and I, I know this is, a, you know, this has been a 10 plus minute conversation about Mark, but I, I think. That to me was like, you know, the two biggest things from this game for me were AD looked like himself again and, you know, was the best player for stretches of this game. And Marcus Gasol really made his case to earn more minutes and be the back, the primary backup center, right? Like, I really don't think you can come up with a, a argument for Trez over Mark. Um, now, maybe you want to do a three-headed committee where, you know, you are splitting the minutes and... Uh, maybe shave off a few Andre minutes and a, a few Mark minutes and give Trez some minutes. And it's it's a little bit more of an even distribution there. But I, I don't think there's an argument for Marcus Gasol just not playing. And, and I don't know, maybe the Lakers make the, the finals and they're playing Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's just going KD or Jeff Green at the five. And it's just a terrible matchup for Marcus Gasol. Sure, bench him. But in that case, honestly, you're probably not playing Andre Drummond or Montrose Harrell either. You're going AD at the five, but in that case, sure, I will accept the argument. Marcus Gasol shouldn't be out there. Uh, if 
they're playing, you know, Jokic is just going wild and you want to go 80 at the five, sure. Um, I'm playing the Clippers and Clippers are going small. Marcus Morris at the five uh, or, or Serge Ibaka is pick and popping like he did on opening night, really hurting Marcus Soule. Sure, I, I will accept that argument. Like if there is a a guy who's, who's shooting the ball at a very high level against Mark and, and that team is forcing Mark into tough rotations from the paint, to the three-point arc, sure. Uh, now, I would, I guess, make the counterpoint that I think any of those matchups are probably going to be tough for Andre Drummond and Montrose Harrell as well because even though they have the athleticism and foot speed over Mark, they do not have the defensive awareness and and defensive IQ of Marcus Gasol, who is just a basketball savant. I mean, you hear some of his answers, and it's just like he is a, a genius. He understands basketball at such a genius level that you know th- there are a few people who understand their craft as well as Marcus Soul and can break it down and just you know I-, I still remember you know one of my first questions I asked Mark early in the season I asked him about the team getting on the same page defensively and him understanding the systems and he broke down the Lakers defensive system just in such detail that it was like you know he's right there with LeBron Chris Paul uh, Draymond Green like put. Marcus Soul with anybody, Nikola Jokic, like he understands the game at an incredible level. And, you know, and, and obviously Andre Drummond and, and Montrose Harrell, you know, they're in the NBA. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't understand the game at that level, but I mean, not, not at Mark's level. So I, I just think for the Lakers, like, I, I just don't, I, I still, and maybe someone correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening to the podcast and, and you feel differently, um, you know, I know Lakers Twitter has kind of rallied around Mark and, and it is very pro Mark right now. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've been on that side of the fence for most of the season. I mean, I, I think there have been some times where he hasn't looked good. Like I, I'm not saying, I'm, again, I'm not saying Mark's perfect. I'm, I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm not saying he's defense player of the year. I just think he, he, he has, he brings different skills than Andre Drummond and Montrezl Harrell. Like I think they are very similar in the, they're going to roll, they're going to post up, they're going to crash the offensive glass, they're going to take some charges. Um, you know, they're they kind of go from like below average to slightly above average defensively, depending on the matchup. Like they're going to kind of do what they do, and they do it well, but they do have relatively limited skill sets that that aren't like. It's tough, as we see in the playoffs. It's tough to to be a later round big man if you can't defend at a very high level or stretch the floor. Andre Drummond and Montrose Harrell cannot defend at a very high level or stretch the floor. So there are limitations to those guys deeper in the playoffs. Marcus Sol can do both. He can defend at a high level and he can stretch the floor. And I mean, he's essentially a three and D center. Uh, you know, not unlike say like Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee. You know, Brooke Lopez is, is probably better at this point, but um, you know, I, I just think Mark is so different than, than Andre and Trez that he he needs a role, and 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 that's really my takeaway from this game. Um, you know, I don't think the Lakers are, are out of the woods yet. They have a really tough week coming up. They got the Clippers on Thursday, the Blazers on on Friday. Both of those games are incredibly important for for seeding, for matchups, all that stuff. Uh, but I think with the, with the way that things were looking, with the way that the past week and a half had gone, uh, you know, AD's return had not gone as expected. Uh, LeBron's return had not gone as expected. This was a much needed win. You know, I, I don't want to say this was a must win because it's not a must win until you're, you're in the play-in. Uh, but 
this was as close to a must win as, as it gets. I think this was a morale boost. Just hearing the guys talk after the game, they were encouraged. They were happy. Uh, and and this, that's something you haven't really seen from the Lakers over the last few weeks, um, or at least since AD has returned. So um, I think overall, to, to kind of just end this pod on that, uh, like I think Anthony Davis is looking more like himself, which is encouraging. And Marcus Gasol really made a case uh, to to have a bigger role, and, and and you know again kind of showed why um, I think that you know he should be backup center. So um, if you guys disagree, let me let me know on Twitter, and, and I'm, I'd happily uh, discuss it with you. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can follow me at Jovan Buha. That's at J O V A N B U H A. Uh, if you've not subscribed to this podcast, you could do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Athletic, wherever you're listening right now. And if you have not subscribed to The Athletic, you can do so by going to theathletic.com, downloading the app, or going to my Twitter and subscribing off of one of my stories. That would be much appreciated. Uh, Thank you guys, and I'll be back tomorrow for the weekly pod.